Welcome to the Equip to Heal podcast. I'm Alistair Mitchell Baker, and this, our second episode, we're going to be talking with Reverend Joe Moody from Agape Freedom Fighters. It's a great conversation. I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you. This podcast is all about encouraging and equipping people who want to move into the Christian healing ministry. We've also got a great question and a testimony from one of our listeners. So I hope you really enjoy this week's episode. Thanks for joining. Hi, Joe. Hey, Alistair. How great to be with you. Yeah, and you too. Thank you. Joining all the way from uh, California on this. Uh, <laughs> it's, a su- it's a sunny day here in England. So uh, trust it's always sunny where you are, I guess. <laughs> Not every day, but it's, it's pretty nice out there today. I think we have a high today of 80 degrees Fahrenheit, which might be a little bit hot for you guys. Well, we've had the, we've had the most gorgeous April here, which has been oh. wonderful. We've all been in uh, lockdown at home, and and those of us blessed with a garden have been able to enjoy it. So that's something, anyway. I um, know you have the fabulous garden. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so for those joining and listening, uh, Joanne uh, Moody is uh, heads up. Agape Freedom Fighters. So, Joe, do you want to say a little bit more about what you do with Agape and um, sure. how, you, how you've kind of got into what you do now? Um, well, we have been uh, a, an apostolic ministry that goes all over the world and trains and equips the body of Christ to move in signs and wonders and miracles according to the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. So we uh, got involved uh, doing a ministry about uh, seven years ago. I almost seven years ago now in August, it'll be seven. I was healed of um, chronic pain, nerve damage after 13 surgeries. I, I received a miracle from Jesus Christ at uh, Voice of the Apostles. And uh, from that moment on, I knew that I was charged uh, by the Lord with this great opportunity to bring uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and an encounter with the Holy Spirit uh, that I had never really, really received in a, in a church setting. And I understood uh, that I was given this opportunity. So I went back to school and in the middle of going to school, uh, the Lord had asked me if I would start this ministry called Agape Freedom Fighters with my friend, Michelle uh, Galena. And we began this ministry and just slowly started uh, using everything that we had learned in school, the school we went to um, with Randy Clark and the Apostolic yeah. Awakening. Yeah, so we've, we've just been doing that ever since. We now have 109 people in seven nations uh, that are all our prayer ministers, and they're all absolutely incredible. And it's like a kaleidoscope of uh, God's colors and gifts. Uh, when you run as a family of God, you're doing what the Lord said to do because he, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are a family. And he always said that when there are two or more of us gathered, he's in our midst. But when we do a collective where we're singly focused on intimacy with Christ and going out and doing as he did, there's such a representation of the nature and the character of God in a vastness uh, such colors, such richness. Uh, I can't. I cannot think of a better and more blessed life than than getting to do this with all these great people. Yeah. Well, and and as as one of the hundred nine, um, 
and I, yeah, and I remember, and I and I will always both remember and be ever so grateful for the first time I met you uh, in Brazil, and the first time I really kind of encountered uh, encountered you was, I say to people, was uh, on the concrete floor <laughs> in the middle of the city centre um, after we'd done a night, uh, an yeah. evening uh, outreach. Yeah. Uh, and we'd had to pray away thunderstorms uh, and it had been the most amazing open air outreach. And I think at Incredible. the end of the evening, um, you prophesied over me yep. and I ended up on the, on the concrete floor. <laughs> <laughs> and life's not quite been the same since. So uh, it, it, it was, that was a memorable, and that's like, that was six, six years. Six ago. years ago. Yeah. Cause we'd only oh, been wow. around, you know, about, yeah. about six months before that, I think is when we founded the ministry and, and went to Brazil. Yeah, yeah. That was something that night. Yeah. Those thunderstorms. And we all stood out there and said, Lord, you promised and the skies split. And Mary, remember that the only Rain and thunder was around that city center, but none in the middle. Yeah. It was just a black ring of, of clouds and rain outside of where we were all standing. It was just amazing. It was like somebody didn't want us to be there. It, it was kind of like that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then you might not be throwing fireballs today, which was yeah, well. Fireballs. <laughs> and I would certainly say that um, one of the Getting together with the Agape team, whether it's in the UK or when you guys come over from the States or, or actually any of the people from, from yeah. around the team, it is, it is like a family yeah. on a mission having, having fun. Uh, and most importantly, uh, you know, engaging with the Lord and what he wants to do. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. Is, it's been a blast. So it is so much fun. And, you know, I mean, I think that we for those of us who grew up in a church and then wandered away and then got saved and came back and just had all this plethora of experiences in and out, you know, <clears throat> there is uh, such a simplicity in the gospel and such a simplicity in what God's asked us to do. The complexity comes when we try to make a formula and a religion uh, and a structure and all these things about it. I'm not saying don't be diligent in the word of God, because that's our first, uh, our first thing we need to understand. But to not uh, to not move in um, in this way that always puts God in a in a container or in a box. I mean, we we've learned to uh, appreciate the vastness of who God is by watching other people come into the fold and to be learning and growing. Um, I kind of understand why my friend Blaine Cook used to take unsaved people on trips. I'm not doing that, but. <laughs> But he used to do that because he said there's no greater thing than to watch somebody who doesn't know Jesus be in an arena where he's healing people and doing miracles. And, and all of a sudden they just can't deny the presence of God and they give their life over, which is what that's how it was. And that's how it's supposed to be in the gospel. You know, and Amen. every it's, it's, it's yeah. the most amazing thing to be in the presence of God uh, when he's doing extraordinary things. You can't help but give your life. So I don't know. I. I I just count every every day of my life blessed that I'm not in pain and blessed because I get to just uh, be in love with God and and do amazing things with him. Well, and, and if people have never heard your uh, testimony or seen it, I strongly advise them. <laughs> there's, there's a recording, isn't there, on the Agape uh, 
Freedom Fighters website. There is, yeah. People just need to to listen to that. And and you've got a book. I do have that, a book. Yeah, your life yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, uh, it, it's also the miracle, the the story of the miracle, and then uh, what what was what led up to that, and a little bit about uh, afterward. It's called Minute by Minute, and uh, that's on Amazon and wherever wherever books are sold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there's 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 a couple of copies in my uh, bookcase as well, which I've I've read. It's <laughs> it's 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 a tough read. A and tough as, read. If I didn't know what was ha- going to happen at the end, I'm not sure I'd have got all the way through. Yeah, but, um, many men. It's a good say example that. of perseverance. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah, I'm giving it away there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, but- so. Uh, and I always thought with the book, and I know it's coming because there's cause it's going to be another book on the way. So yeah, now I don't yeah, know when, half, when it's coming. Half done with that now, and uh, working on two other ones at the same time. So I've got got a lot going on with with the writing. But knowing that God has used you and used the team in so many amazing ways yeah. over the last uh, six seven years, can, can you give me? Do you want to just tell folks about one or two of the amazing things that you've seen God do? Uh. Uh, um, just just to encourage yeah folks. I think you know the probably the one that even is on my mind I, I was asking the Lord when I went to bed last night Lord tell me about your some of your favorites of course everything is God's favorite but uh, yeah. just in in sharing a moment there was a moment in a meeting uh, where um, words of knowledge were given from the platform and I don't know who from our team gave what I I don't remember at that particular venue there being a huge part of our team but maybe six or seven um but anyway we were giving words of knowledge and a word of knowledge went out for um scoliosis and a word of knowledge went out for um for uh kidney brand new kidneys which which is which is not that common we don't we don't hear god uh, we don't hear the holy spirit say i'm giving new kidneys today that often i mean i have i have experienced that but so those two came together and uh, released those words from the platform. And, and was this in, uh, so was this in Luton? Uh, not in Luton. It was no. in, uh, gosh, you know, it, it was either at St. Andrews in Charlie Wood or it was but at St. Albans. It was in England. It was in England. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so, I, so yeah. good. Go I mean, it's good for folks to know that some of the stories that we tell don't just happen in South America in Brazil, yeah. in Africa, yeah. or, or or in the States, they happen in England. Yeah, I so think, anyway, go I, on. Yeah, I think he, I think the Lord brought those to my my heart last night because I uh, they're just so profound, and and many many miracles do happen in England, and so I can't remember yeah. which venue that was at. We yeah yeah, but, the, it, but uh, I didn't I didn't even know I know I know that night I remember it profoundly uh, when I received the email and the picture, but. Uh, that night, uh, the power of the Lord came in such an exponential way um, that there were so many people that were sovereignly touched and sovereignly healed. It was it was just amazing. And so, about three months later, I I received a photograph and a um, an email from a woman who said that she had been standing in the back of this church, <clears throat> and that when those two words were given, she felt. Uh, it, she said it felt like fire traveled down her back and came through her stomach and she was carrying her infant uh, child in a baby pack on the front of her. Yeah. And she felt this fire go through her child and into her hands because her hands were wrapped around yeah. the baby. And she said, I'm sorry, it took me so long to write to you, but I wanted to let you know that I've just finally verified with our doctors 
uh, her daughter was born, first of all, with uh, only one functioning kidney, and that one was already not not well. The, the little baby was under a year old and on some kind of uh, dialysis of some sort, and it, this wasn't a very uh, good prognosis since the other kidney never fully formed when, uh, when she right. was in the womb. <clears throat> so the wild thing was the woman had scoliosis and she had back pain that was like level nine when she got to the meeting. So the fire of the Lord, so nobody prayed for her. The, the, the <laughs> word was out and the word never yeah. returns void. So, you know, when you, when you say, uh, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, it's just this, this is what Jesus does. And so when those words were released, the fire of the Lord fell on her back, completely healed her scoliosis, came through her baby, and she, the baby received two brand new kidneys. And wow. so it took three months before she went through NHS and, and the MRIs yeah. or whatever it was that was necessary, a series of tests, because the doctors were like, what in the world happened? <laughs> and so she sent me a picture of her beautiful baby and her and said, oh, I, wow. and all I could do was weep because I thought, you know, Lord, this is how good you are because none of yeah. our, none of our uh, agape team even touched her. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. And, and there, I, I think about the numbers of cases of people uh, who've been healed. Many, many on our team, our UK agape team uh, have received miracles uh, of healing. Uh, one that had, uh, me so badly and is completely, yeah. completely healed. And she just got, <clears throat> excuse me, she just got wrecked by the power of God. And she kept getting wrecked all weekend in these meetings we were having. Um, you know, there were specific words of knowledge called out and there was prayer over her, but it was like a layering of, it was like an unwinding of copious amounts of uh, pressure, stress, anxiety. And that's just how the Lord works. You know, he just unwraps things like uh, like an onion. I just heard uh, somebody had suffered PTSD in England uh, for nearly 12 years and they were in a meeting and it was a very quick prayer. I remember praying for this, this person going by and having a word and, and hearing what, what the Holy Spirit said, praying over them very, very quickly. And you know, in those moments, you're just doing what the Lord says. You don't add to it because the Lord doesn't need you to yeah. pray long prayers. And uh, she just messaged me uh, three weeks ago and said, I have not had not one episode, not not one. Wow. And that was, you know, that was in our meetings, what, six months ago or, or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's, we have seen the, the deaf here and we have seen the blind see and we have seen the lame walk and, and all the things that Jesus said that he would do. Um, some of the most precious moments are when children are healed and they feel the power of God uh, and maybe this child is brought to a meeting by not even the parents, by an aunt, or we've had this many times, a caregiver or an aunt or somebody. And then that child is healed and that child goes back to the family and becomes a catalyst to lead his entire family or her entire family to Jesus. Those moments oh, so to good. me are, uh, oh man, so, so incredible. Our own Kathy Fry, who's our executive director of Agape, a vice, vice president of Agape, her whole family uh, came to know the power of the Lord um, in a non-religious way because her eight-year-old son received a dramatic healing. So she, here she is this many years later with her entire family on fire for Jesus because the son was healed. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing so how cool. God works. I love it. He just displaying his love and his power uh, and you never stop finding ways in which he does it mm -hmm. uh, that's what it's 
I, I, it's one of my little projects is I collect I collect examples of how God heals oh. just so that I never, ever think that I'll run out of thinking, yeah. you know, I know how he's going to do things because he he's always surprising me. So um, uh, there's not time to tell you about how uh, an amazing uh, evangelist and church elder in Myanmar, uh, he, he was dying. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody, all the Christians had came to pay their last respects to pray for him. Everybody prayed. And he was dying and they thought he was going to die. And two drunks, non-Christian drunks, because the guy was held in such esteem, Mm -hmm. came to see him and they prayed for him. Non-Christian drunks. And and you never guess what happened. (laughs) (laughs) God healed him and raised him up. And and I don't think there was anybody more shocked than the drunks. But you can guess what they then did when they saw what God had done. That's right. Isn't it? I mean, it's... And I'm thinking, I don't know how that breaks every every one of the five principles we could work that, out about ab- healing and stuff. Absolutely. But there's nothing better than that. There's no, there's nothing better. He, 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 he loves to do that. <laughs> so 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 um, we're obviously in the middle of a massive global yeah. crisis at the moment. Um, so I'd just be intrigued as to what's your take Joe, on on kind of what's going on with COVID COVID nineteen, and also how we should be praying Mm. for as Christians, you know, at the moment. Um, Well, I wouldn't ever uh, want to sound presumptuous by any stretch of the imagination. I I am as uh, surrendered to God as as you are, and just trying to listen and uh, and and just to spend time with Him to hear what His heart is. I know that uh, that overall, what I know people need to hear is that God is a good, he's a good father. And, and yeah. God did not cause this COVID-19 uh, epidemic. This is the work of the one who wants to kill and destroy humankind. But what the enemy does for evil, God works for good. And when Romans 8.28 says that, the word of God means that. And so what I believe is happening here is in everything in the name of Jesus that we believe is good, everything that we have tried to do, and even, you know, the, the tens of thousands of people we've seen healed and all the stuff that, we've, that we have been doing, I believe that as the enemy uh, wrecked havoc on mankind through this, the world over, that God is saying, um, press the pause button. Press the pause button in your personal life. Press the pause button in your church. Press the pause button in your business. Press the pause button uh, in your governments, in your um, financial markets. Everything is going to be on pause because the Lord is bringing a restructuring. Um, three of three words that I received at the before the start of this year and never were they more uh, clear to me than now because of this. Uh, one was um, a word that is Greek. It's called katartizo, and it means mend the nets. And, it, and the true, uh, the meaning of it in, in the New Testament is to prepare the bride of Christ, to repair and prepare the bride of Christ with no deficiency. Uh, the second, the mm. second one is the, the word bedrock, which is synonymous with cornerstone. And the Lord really spoke to my heart and said, if we must, must, must be anchored in the cornerstone in every area of our life, anchored in Christ, or we will be shaken. I had no idea COVID-19 was going to happen because I received this word around the 20th of December for the new year. 
the last one was scaffolding, which I, I didn't understand, but scaffolding uh, when a building is under repair, the scaffolding is placed around it and there's usually plastic sheeting or some sort of burlap sheeting or something. So you can't see out of the windows. And so the Lord really spoke to my heart and said that you, you know, you are all temple, a temple of the Holy Spirit. I am going to, in the days ahead, fix your own cracks, fix your own blemishes, fix your own foundation. And then together we're going to become this, uh, this bride, this, this magnificent body of Christ prepared to bring in the mighty harvest. Because the word that I heard from the Lord at the start of this year was mend the nets, mend the nets. The catch is the greatest the earth has ever seen. And I understand that what the enemy wants to use to destroy, God will use it to bring in this mighty harvest. So what feels yeah, like man. a drought at the moment is actually not. It's, it's an invitation. The Lord is not punishing you. The Lord is not, uh, you know, the, the Lord disciplines the people he loves, but this is not his fault. He will turn around and he will bless your life through this if you only yield to him. So what he told me was there will never again be this length of time for you to rest in me in your lifetime. Joe Moody. That's what he told me. So I'm 59. <laughs> now, I don't know, you know, you might be 30. So maybe there is another pause button in your lifetime. But in my lifetime, he said, there will never again be this kind of rest for you. So I'm telling you, you need to listen to me. There are lots of things the Lord is doing in this time. We need to be praying that we lay down every religious thing that is within us and that we come back as a little child to the Lord and pray unto him according to his word, your will be done, God, your kingdom come. The Lord has really been honing in on seek me first and my righteousness and everything else, your shelter, your job, your family, your health, your finances, your spiritual well-being, everything will be added unto you. If you read Matthew chapter five, if you read everything about all, the, all of Matthew, the Lord is speaking why are you worrying? Seek me, seek me in my righteousness and my righteousness, and you will be given everything else. The priorities we've had are backwards, at least for me, even in, even in healing ministry. I think now is an invitation for us to pray, certainly for an end of this virus, certainly for uh, an antidote, uh, a vaccine, uh, e even an antidote if someone gets it. Certainly there needs to be all of that. We need to pray for our healthcare workers, our government officials, we need to pray for the wisdom from on high. But I think even, even on top of that is an invitation right now to press into God, to lay down for some of us who are a very high, uh, high achievers, strategist, lay down the perfectionism and pick up excellence instead. And the Lord has cautioned me, excellence is to do the best you can with what you have. And that's enough. But to, to strive after perfectionism that means that all your focus is on you, not on him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So that 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 kind of global recalibration mm -hmm. reset that's going yep. on at the moment is we can see it happening around us, but that challenge that you brought, that it actually it's about am I gonna wait mm -hmm. on the Lord? Am I gonna let him do what he wants to do in me? Are we gonna let him do what he needs to do in yep. us? Um, so that when this, when that, this is not, this is not going to end, but when the way That's comes right. back, uh, and, um, when we move into the new season, are, are, have, has God been able to do the renovation That's work right. that he wants to That's do right. in us? Um, 
because we've got to be willing, haven't we? We got to. Be, he, he's he's a good father. He's not going to do it to us unless we uh, cooperate. Exactly. I want to be at the right uh, the right station in the right place when when he's bringing things in. I don't think anybody. I don't know what your walk of life is. I don't believe anybody is going back to what they thought what they think is normal. I, I don't believe yeah. that that yeah. that normal will exist anymore. I, I think this is a whole new uh, level, but it, I, I understand why we must be anchored uh, in Christ in every single way. And whatever we are most fearful of losing, we have to hold our hands out and say, God, if you want this thing and I've made it an idol, take it. Yeah. Um, so what advice... Uh, Joe, would you give to folks who want to press into the healing ministry that, you know, perhaps they're mm. listening to this because they're, they've heard something that they're, they're, they're intrigued. Mm -hmm. They want to know more. What, what advice would you give well, to folks? Well, there's a lot of really grounded, scripturally grounded, great coursework out there. Um, certainly there are schools of ministry. Um, the biggest thing is to ask the Lord, what is my assignment for right now? Because something may have yeah. really perked your interest and that may be an absolute ding, you know, a little tap on the shoulder from the Holy Spirit. But I always want to know when is that supposed to happen, Lord? Because I, I, I like a lot of people can charge out of the gate before I even turned around and said, oh, was it was it was it the time for the race? Lord, or I'm already around the corner. <laughs> uh, but but the thing is to be still and know that I'm God is to say, OK, God, this has really perked my interest. This is real. I really want to do. You know, he said signs, wonders and miracles will follow all who believe, not some who believe. So if you're called by the name of Jesus, this is what you will do with your life. But what does he have you doing at this very, very moment? Uh, does he have you just wanting to simply pray for your neighbor? Then just pray for your neighbor. But you can if you really feel compelled, uh, you feel a, a Holy Spirit compulsion to want to seek after training and those kinds of things. Uh, I think there's no better school than uh, Global Awakenings um, schools, either GSSM, Global Supernatural School of Ministry, or their uh, Christian Healing Certification Program. Certainly, uh, there are, there are uh, online programs through Bethel. Um, there are different, uh, very scripturally grounded uh, supernatural schools out there. Uh, online, uh, but there are some whack, wacky ones too. So you need to be careful uh, that the people who are putting the content together truly understand uh, the word of God and their human, their hermeneutics are, are uh, scripturally lining up. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's all about uh, word and spirit, isn't it? We build, we build word and spirit together that we build foundation. And as you say, you, you've, you, you, you've got to In get that right. Uh, I've certainly did uh, CHCP mm -hmm. courses and I found them really, really helpful. Um, so, so there are lots of good resources, uh, as you say, that people can use. And, and I think it's interesting that you use the word yes. compelled. That was me. I've, wasn't uh, that you? I mean, I've, wasn't that you in the beginning? Well, so oh, very much so. I felt like God, God was yep. pushing me. I've, I've just reading a fascinating book by a uh, local uh, uh, well, he's now he's now a late monk, monk at a local uh, Catholic abbey, actually near where we are, called um, Father Francis 
Francis Nicholas Broadbridge. And he, he was very famous because he was part of the Catholic uh, mm, charismatic renewal cool. in this country. And he ran healing workshops um, all about mm-hmm. inner healing, he, how God yes. heals your emotions, and all focused really about receiving God's love so yeah. that you can forgive. And then, and then the most amazing things are released in terms of emotional, physical uh, healing, spiritual healing as well. And he basically said, you, you, you don't choose this. You, you get compelled into it. Absolutely agree God. with that. Um, and, and it was fascinating. Uh, it's a fascinating read. Um, he, uh, it's one of those things where you, where you read it and you realize this guy used to live 10 miles from where mm-hmm. I am. I, I did actually meet him shortly before he died, but I but I wish I'd known, you know, ten years ago he was there and could have gone to learn from him. But then I wasn't That's, at that stage. You compelled. know what? It's all about the timing, right? I mean, I know there are some people who it is. Uh, are launching a business where they're they're actually going to pray for people in their business, so they can't go to school right now. There are there are some people that are raising children at home that they just every waking moment is spent caring for, for children. Then, and there, so there's no yeah. guilt, there's no condemnation. There's, there's always an invitation for what God uh, has for you in, in that season. And I do think when you are called into this to do healing, healing ministry and deliverance, it is a compulsion. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely like I couldn't sleep because I knew what I had been given and I knew. And when my father, yeah. after I was healed, uh, and my father at that time was not saved. Uh, when he phoned me up and burst into tears um, over and over again, he would be talking to me about, you know, the, I would tell him stories about the different people who would get healed. And and he would always cry on the phone. And he, he would always say to me, you were born to do this. And at first I, I kind of went, what? What are you talking about? Because he wasn't even saved at that time. But I remember uh, him saying it so often now that I realized it was actually the Lord talking through my father and yeah. uh just before he passed away when i spoke to him uh he he did it again and he and i said dad that's so sweet that you're saying that of course he was saved by this time he said no i truly mean that and i knew the spirit of god would fall on him every time he would say it and he would cry really hard and he just wasn't that kind of guy <laughs> so yeah no uh, something else yeah really Good. really amazing well I really thank you for your time. Yeah, Could we'd you love pray to. for the folks yeah. listening to this? Thanks, Alistair. Be love being here. It's just so great. Heavenly Father, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Really Heavenly Father, it. I thank you that you have no limits and no boundaries. And Lord, it's your love that changed and healed and saved the world through your son Jesus. So Holy Spirit, our best friend that Jesus gave to us when he left to sit at your right hand, God. Holy Spirit, you have no limitation, and you are the one who leads us into all truth, all righteousness, all wisdom. So right now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would blanket the mind, the body, the soul of every person listening to this podcast right now, and that, Lord, you would resonate these words that those whose minds are stayed on you are kept in perfect peace. I pray shalom peace over the minds, bodies, and souls of everyone listening. Shalom peace that covers every part of our lives. There is nothing that you do not see and you do not know, Lord. 
So I pray, Father, for those who stumbled on this podcast who don't know you as Lord and Savior, Jesus, that they would be invited in to your kingdom, into your family, at your banqueting table. And Lord, you promised us that as we sit with you and gaze upon your beauty and let you love us the way that a father loves his children, that as we sit at your table with you, we are feasting in the presence of our enemies. And the way that our enemy has no jurisdiction in our life is when we completely fixate our lives and attention on you. So, Father, I pray that that happens right now with every single person listening. And for those who are sick, Father, we speak healing in the name of Jesus. We speak healing mm. to every part of their bodies. And, Father, we, re we release hope right now in Jesus' name. Let, we just speak, let hope rise. Let hope rise. And let the power of your word, God, sear our hearts and minds. So that everything is put into right order and according to your heavenly purposes to fulfill the destiny that we each have here for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank, thank you so you, much, Alistair. Joe, for joining us. Let's do it again. <laughs> bless you. Yeah, bless you. Talk to you, soon. you too. Bye. Take care. Bye. It's that part of the podcast where we've got a story from one of our listeners. Mike Davis Bater sent in this testimony. Thanks very much, Mike. Let's have a listen. Hello, my name is Mike, and would like to share a testimony of how God's healed somebody's back at work. I met somebody at a vending machine, and this person was complaining about their back. I offered to pray for him, and he reluctantly agreed. But after I commanded all pain to leave and for his back to be well, he said that the pain had left. So I gave him a prayer he could pray so that if any symptoms returned, he could pray it and the pain would go. So I met him a month later and he told me that the, the pain had returned, but he prayed that prayer and the pain went. And after that point, there's been no pain and his back has been healed. Amen. Thanks, Mike. That's a great testimony and, and uh, really good how you use the opportunity to teach him how to keep hold of his healing. It's great. Well, we've got a question now coming up from Adam. Hi there. What would you say are the main challenges for setting a culture of healing in a local church? Um, and how do you think you could overcome some of those barriers? Thanks, Adam, for that great question. I think there are three things that I'd point to uh, initially. So, so one is, what are the basic beliefs, uh, particularly of those that are leading and teaching in the church? Do they really believe that Jesus is inviting, nay, even commanding uh, his people into the ministry of healing still today? Uh, and I've got a number of questions that I pose in the book um, and that is going to be available online to folks as well that you can ask yourself, well, what do I really believe? So that's what we believe in our, uh, is the first area. The second area would be what have our experiences been? In particular, have we had discouragements where we pray for people and they haven't been healed? That might have happened to us or that might have happened to people uh, in the church. 
has that got in, have we dealt with discouragement? Has it got in the way of us pressing into healing? That's a key area to deal with. And the third area is, have we made offering healing prayer a habit in the church? Whether at the end of services, parts of services, healing rooms, um, part of communion services, uh, in whatever ways, how can we make healing a part of the church life? And have we also made the sharing of stories and testimonies part of what we do in everyday life? Because I think if you can pay attention to these things, what is it we fundamentally believe that the Bible teaches us? What, have, what are the things that may have got in the way, particularly discouragement and difficult issues? And thirdly, are we making it a habit of offering healing prayer in the work we do in the church, in small groups, in services, online? And are we sharing the stories of what's God doing? I think if we do those, we'll start to shift the culture. Thanks, Adam. Great question. Thanks for joining us on this second Equip to Heal podcast. My name's Alistair Mitchell Baker. I really want this podcast to help encourage and equip people to move into healing ministry. So thanks for joining me. Again, if you've got any questions, stories, please just send them in using the link uh, underneath the podcast title. Next week, really looking forward to being joined by Gareth and Rachel Owen, two of the senior leaders from the Gate Church who really helped pioneer healing rooms and the ministry of healing in our local church. Thanks very much for listening. God bless.